Hi, and welcome to the Drawing Inspiration Podcast. I am your host, Mike Hendley. Episode 26, First Anniversary and the Year in Review. So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode as I transition from, I guess, what I could consider Season 1 into Season 2. This is Episode 26, as of May 6th, that we'll have been doing this podcast for a year. I wanted to reflect a little bit on why I started this podcast. I mean, ideally, I wanted to become a better artist over the last 12 months. I wanted an opportunity to be able to talk to other artists and other creatives in how they do what they do, understanding what, uh, what motivates them, what inspires them, some of their tools, and some uh, tidbits of wisdom from them as they work through and have worked through their journeys. And it's been wonderful. I think this has been a fantastic year. I am so glad that I've had the opportunity to interview all these people and be able to share those with all of you. I think that it's made me a better artist. I feel that I'm in a better spot than I was a year ago with regard to uh, working in uh, or working with graphite and watercolor and ink and digital. So let's take a look at some numbers with regard to uh, the last 12 months. So uh, this will be episode 26. I've, as a matter of the work that I've done, I've in the past year I did uh, 54 digital pieces, uh, 16 watercolor, 26 ink, and 46 graphite. So that comes out to, I think, 142 total pieces of art, which is far beyond anything I've ever done before. And so I'm quite proud of that. Um, you know, some of them obviously. Uh, a lot more time than others, but for me, that's it's been a quite a productive year. And when I look at my sketchbook and my uh, my folders in Procreate, there's a lot of stuff in there, so I'm quite proud of that. Uh, so once again, 26. Uh, this will be episode 26. I've missed one episode of Christmas, intentionally taking a break there. I've had uh, 15 guests out of uh, all those episodes, so 15 of those episodes with guests, and uh, we've just topped over 11,000 downloads. So it's not huge numbers, but I'm really proud of the show. I am thankful for you listening, whether this is your first episode, your 10th, or your 26th. I am so thankful for you uh, tuning in, uh, listening to the show, following the links, and learning from some of these wonderful people, and kind of going through this journey together. I am trying to move myself forward with all of this, but I'm hoping that you're learning something through this. And, you know, I've learned so much in the last year in drawing with ink. I explored watercolor for the first time. I've tried urban sketching and the podcast. I mean, I worked in radio years ago uh, talking about the internet uh, when it first came out and became popular. And this is my foray back into this, but now I'm recording the podcast, I'm editing it, publishing. So that's something I hadn't done before. And so it's been great learning that process as well. So I kind of want to talk a little bit, just touch on some of the guests and some of the uh, things that I learned through the year, some little tidbits of knowledge. I had this grand plan that I would go through 15 episodes and pull out the audio clips. And, you know, with COVID-19, Work has been really, really busy for me because when I t when I talk about you know those 142 pieces and all the shows and everything else, that's that's just something I do in my spare time. I have a full time job, 
And with COVID-19, it's become very, very busy. And so my my hope in kind of doing something where I pull in all the clips, just I didn't have the time to do that. But I thought it would be worth kind of spending a little bit of time talking through some of the areas where I think I learned some I, I learned something that I could that I could use for my skills and for my point in time with regard to creativity. And I just wanted to share that with you. And, uh, you know, once again, you can go back and re-listen to these episodes. I actually did go through and I listened to most of the um, the 15 guests. And it was just great going back and listening. And I can obviously hear <laughs> a bit rough on the first few episodes. But I, I learned so much just listening to these again. And uh, I had forgotten some of what I had heard. And so it was great to go back and just kind of re-listen to that. So I've kind of kind of pulled these together into a few separate areas. I'm going to talk about uh, tools and techniques and sharing your work, style, uh, business, and inspiration and motivation. So when it comes to tools and techniques, I think that, you know, the ink bit was huge for me. So speaking to people like uh, Captain Tom about uh, a drawing with ink and with Ian Finelli, being able to just not use pencil all the time and just going straight to ink has been huge for me. This ability to just think that I can just lay down some ink on paper and just move from there. I don't have to worry about sketching and being uh, precise because I do so much of that with graphite. And so that was really empowering for me and learning that from Captain Tom and and Ian, just being able to sit down with a, a piece of paper, a watercolor paper pad, and just start drawing with ink. And I did so much of that this year, and I really loved it. You know, drawing with a fountain pen and brush pens has been huge, and I encourage anyone who hasn't done that to try it. I've got a few episodes planned where we're going to talk even more about that, which is going to be really exciting. So I, I really want to take that further in this next year uh, in talking to others about how they use ink and, and learning what's good and what's bad and, and with regard to the tools and the paper. And obviously I can't obviously I can't talk about tools and techniques without mentioning digital. And the iPad has been just monumental for me. It's been had such an impact on my creativity, my ability to not only do my work during the day, but uh, this iPad that I bought myself has been huge in allowing me to explore my creativity in a way that allows me to move through it differently than in traditional media. So being able to throw ideas down quickly and explore uh, you know, different brushes and different techniques and, and light and color and everything, it's just been huge. And you know, when I spoke to Rob McCollum about this, um, he is a storyboard artist. And in speaking to him where he had dropped you know, everything he was using before just to use the iPad and doing concept art and storyboard art, was really it 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 meant a lot to me to know that people that do this for a living that do this incredible work that he does are moving to the iPad and you know to to be able to speak to Anna Bucciarelli and Lisa Congdon um you know and, and to hear these people that use the iPad on a daily basis to do their work their creative work kind of reinforced it for me because you do have some people that push against digital and that's okay but to hear these people that are leveraging it in their creative in their creative journeys has been uh, it's been great and so i'm i'm even more motivated now in using my ipad to do more work so i'm going to be doing a lot more of that in the next year i think we have to be mindful of of watercolor and 
paper and all of that. I mean, when I spoke to Anna Bucciarelli about about painting and you know, she was talking about, you know, the paper is so important, getting that, especially in watercolor, getting that really nice cold press paper, allowing the uh, the paints to just explore uh, the paper as you lay them down and, and not being caught up on the paint. You know, you can, you don't have to spend all that money getting the best paint, but you have to have good paper. And so just hearing this commentary about, and I've heard it from numerous artists, you don't have to buy the best, you don't have to have the best. But you have to devote some time to it and explore and understand the constraints and understand the the possibilities. And uh, just her commentary about paper, and you see that and you hear that through her videos as well, has been uh, has been huge for me. And you know, sketching, and I, I I talked about ink, but just sketching overall. You know, I've always done that with pencil, but to hear that, you know, once again, Ian Finelli. Um, Captain Tom and even Robert Bateman using Robert Bateman using a ballpoint pen to do sketching. This idea of just liberating yourself from the idea of using an eraser has been something that I'm still worried about doing. And I've done it with ink, but I haven't tried sketching with a ballpoint pen yet. And I've been meaning to, but kind of holding out till you know things warmed up. And obviously, we've got this whole pandemic that's uh, restricting things a little bit, but. It is something exciting. I've not done any work with ballpoint before, but I really feel like I have some opportunity and some potential there. So that is in the back of my mind. That is something that I've put into a little container and I'm going to pull it out and try it as soon as we get a little bit warmer. So I think that idea of sketching without a pencil is really exciting. And so I think that's something I'm going to pursue a little bit further as well. So we talk about sharing work. I mean, one of the episodes that's come up so many times is is the conversation I had with Sam at uh, Shoebox talking about how to scan and photograph and capture your work and, and how to print it and dealing with the ink. I've had some other artists tell me that that was a great episode to listen to. And so I think it is, you know, when we're creating a digital work or we're creating watercolor and graphite, you want to be able to share that some way, somehow with others. And being mindful and measured in how you do that's really important. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to that you know, amongst the other episodes, but if you're looking at trying to move your images from digital into a physical medium, or if you want to take that piece that you did as watercolor and create prints from it, re-listen to that or listen to that for the first time. Sam does a really good job in kind of covering that and explaining, uh, you know, the ability to capture images when you're dealing with Procreate, understanding what DPI means and setting up those initial images or initial canvases. And so I would uh, recommend going back and checking that out. And when we talk about kind of sharing work, you know, the conversation I had with Tiff Arment, we were talking about, you know, the courage it, it takes to be able to show these works in progress through Instagram and through other means. And just posting to social media is huge. And I think having that, that power to be able to say, I'm not done, it may be an ugly phase, but I'm getting to where I need to be. I mean, Tiff did a great job when she was uh, taking her courses and sharing some of the oil work that she was doing and showing the progress. Because, and even when I spoke to Ian Finelli about that, you know, this idea that when you're working out in urban sketching and people look over your shoulder and you're thinking, no, this is really the ugly phase. Can you just come back in 30 minutes or an hour? And so I think that ability to be able to say, you know what, I'm just going to share it openly, I think is really powerful. And I do think it it helps to liberate you a little bit. If you choose not to, it's absolutely okay. But I've really found so much, I'm going to say validation, but I feel like 
when I share that, it gives people a look inside. And, you know, when I was talking to to uh, Cesar Santos, you know, this idea that people only see the last 10 minutes, you know, when they look at a piece of work, they're only really seeing the last 10 minutes of work. Most people, that's all they see. They don't see the layers, the underpainting, everything else. And so I think that uh, the ability for us to be able to share and give people uh, the insight into thinking, you know what, it it goes through some ugliness. Because if people try this themselves and they spend an hour on a watercolor piece and it just doesn't work, I, I don't want people to feel so def- deflated. You can try, you can do, you have to just understand that there's different phases to it and some of those phases are really ugly. I've got an otter I'm doing right now in watercolor and it's at a really ugly face, and I'm having so much trouble getting back to it. But I know where it's at, and I know I can do something with this. So I would encourage you to to share when you can, and look for those artists that are sharing some of their works in progress instead of this, not just the finished pieces, that they're able to uh, to kind of show you the behind the scenes and, and help to understand how you can make your art better and enjoy what you're doing. So when we talk about kind of style or voice, um, you know, I, I had some wonderful conversations with, you know, Anna Buccarelli in talking about, you know, how to discover your style, which is really kind of your view of the world. And she's done a fantastic job kind of curating her her floral work and all the wonderful soft textures that she do, that she does. And you look at Miriam Tilson, who, who has this kind of figurative dark surrealism as part of her style. And for her, you know, doing this kind of work has really helped her through some of the sometimes dark times that she's had, and it's a way for her to be expressive. And I really enjoy those those conversations in understanding and learning how people are using how the styles get developed, how their their voices get built, and it's not the same journey for for anyone really. You're on your own with this, and how you get to that point is up to you. And so hearing these individuals get to that point hearing how they got to where they where they are right now it makes you feel that you know what because i'm not doing that one thing that i thought everyone else should be doing it's okay you know if you don't have a degree if you didn't get a master's in fine arts it's okay you're on your own journey and you just need to keep moving forward so i always talk about pushing yourself forward and taking that next step and I think it's important for us to do that, being mindful that everyone is on a different journey and we're all going to get to where we need to be and we can do that together. And so, you know, the conversations with Anna and Miriam and Robert Bateman, even talking with with James Gurney and Cesar Santos when they talked about, you know, the idea that you don't want to necessarily copy anyone's style. It helps you to develop your skills, but you need to be a bit more free thinking in what you're trying to do. And it's okay to pursue a direction and, and your work ends up looking like some other artist. That's absolutely fine. But it's part of the exploration. It's part of trying something new. And, you know, I couldn't talk about style and voice without talking about my conversation with Lisa Congdon. You know, I really was motivated to speak to Lisa. And when we finished our call, I just, I felt like I could do so much more. She does such a fantastic job in her books talking about finding your voice, finding your style, uh, building yourself up, dealing with the business side, uh, which will be my next point. She's fantastic. And, you know, coming to art late in life as well has been huge. And so I really recommend, um, you know, checking out Lisa and what she had to say, as well as as, uh, 
as well as Cesar Santos. Those conversations were huge for me in impacting how I saw myself, how I create my own voice, how I manage my own style. So let's talk about the business side, this idea of monetizing your hobby. I've always been nervous about this. I I feel that if I create it as a business and it fails, then I'm not an artist. And so that's my apprehension around monetizing this hobby. And so when I spoke to Brad Colbo and, and to Lisa Congdon about this, um, it, it really, I felt better afterwards, this idea that, you know, Brad is a YouTuber and he's got to where he is um, in just trying new things and trying to monetize what he's doing. He's done these wonderful courses as well in drawing with Procreate and, uh, you know, Affinity Designer and Lisa has done a wonderful job kind of retelling her story to engage others through her numerous books. And, you know, Lisa did a fantastic book on, you know, creating a business, an art business. And I learned so much from what she had said. And this idea that, you know, coming to art late in life like she did, like I have, means that you do bring additional skills to it. And, you know, even talking to Rob McCollum when he was talking about you know, what do you think is important for people as an artist? And he was saying, you know, the business side, it's dealing with business, it's understanding the business components. And I totally agree with that. Like you can, you can be the, the most creative, the most innovative and imaginative person, but if you don't know how to deal with customers and manage expectations and deal with your business, you're going to end up faltering and it, you're not going to end up in a good place. So being well-rounded, being able to manage the enterprise that is you as a creative individual is so, so critical. So uh, I, I think Rob really hit it on the head with that one. And, you know, the um, once again, to go back to Lisa and her books, they do such a fantastic job. They're not heavy reads. I would highly recommend checking out her books, uh, addressing kind of the, the creative endeavor around all of that. So, and the last point... I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, in the name of the podcast, is the inspiration. It's the motivation. It's why we're here. It's why I'm doing this. And so I was trying to dig out of my guests, you know, what, what, what motivates them? What pushes them through this? What are they thinking about? And I had some wonderful conversations, you know, hearing Anna Bucciarelli talking about the importance of daydreaming and this idea that when she's out and about, when we're allowed to be out and about again, uh, that she's looking around constantly and she's putting things into that vault uh, so that when she has that opportunity to sit down and paint or draw or be creative, that she can reach into that and pull it out and start working on it. I really never looked at it that way, but every time I look at things now, I think that's an interesting shape, that's an interesting texture. When I was speaking to uh, Captain Tom, Ian Finelli, you know, this urban sketching forces you to look at your environment differently. And so now I'm putting things into that. And when I spoke to uh, to Joe Brown around nature and her walks and her wonderful nature journals and being able to just look around you and look down at the leaves and the mushrooms and the birds and everything else and find inspiration and motivation through what you see around you. It's been huge for me in trying to to bring what I see into what I do. So I think the other bit that we have to be mindful of too when we're talking about inspiration and motivation is stress. You know, this idea that you feel that maybe you need to create, that people are watching you and you're now an artist, whether you're professional or not, 
and they're wondering what you did. What are you drawing? Uh, you know, every time I speak to people now, what are you working on? Have you done something new? And I think it's great, people that see you that way. But if you haven't done anything, you feel like, no, I'm, I'm sorry to let you down, but I, I, it's been busy. And it's okay. It's all right. And I'm trying to manage that myself. I think that, you know, when I was talking to Joe Brown and Miriam Tilson around Inktober, there's a lot of stress around Inktober. You know, you're drawing something every day for 31 days, something new every single day. And then as soon as you're done that, you can sit and feel proud for five minutes, you're on to the next thing. And so that is really stressful. And so some of us go through that most of the year. You know, you you decide you want to do a birthday card for somebody, and then there's the stress around getting it done and getting it right and getting it to them on time and so on and so forth. Or, you know, you've lost your mojo, as Joe Brown would say, and it happens. You know, you have to accept that that's going to happen. Some artists I've spoken to have no problem with it, and that's cool. But for, for so many others, they do have issues. And so I think being able to dig around and dig deep and find out what brings you that motivation, that mojo, and whether it's a walk in the woods or it's a, uh, a walk through town at night or whatever the case, or looking at beautiful architecture, whatever kind of feeds that creative bucket for you. I think it's it's understanding who you are as an artist and what you need to do your art, what you need to be exposed to, what you need to move forward. And within, you know, as a matter of inspiration, motivation, I was so inspired to hear people going back to school. You know, I'm thinking of Tiff Arment was uh, going to uh, an art school to learn about portraiture. And I just, I think it's fantastic for people to do this. This is not something you necessarily need to do in your teenage years. You can do it in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or even for me in your 50s. And to hear people doing this, that they that they want to explore their art and do something with it, has been uh, extremely motivational. Like I did a, a workshop and I feel like I want to do more. I want to do more of these. Once things open up, I want to get out there and I want to be exposed to these people, to these, not only the the teachers, but the other students and see what people are doing and getting around people that are like you and understanding where they are in their journey and what they know and what they don't. Even that three-day workshop I was on, I learned so much, not just about graphite, but working with with paper and some tips and tricks and how to do things and different tools and different ways to look at it. And I learned so much in three days um, that, that I just want to get back into that again. And Online courses are fantastic, but I really am, and I'm looking to interact with so many more people through online courses. I'm even thinking of doing one myself. And so this opportunity to, to be able to uh, not only consume education, but to be able to teach. I mean, so many of the artists I've spoken to are teachers as well. You look at people like Cesar Santos and James Gurney and all the work that they do. And, you know, Robert Bateman, all these people reaching out and sharing what they know. and you know, you're forced by kind of explaining what you do. And Andrew Bucciarelli really explained this well, you know, this idea that you have to ex- you have to understand who you are and what you do and able to be able to share it with others. And so to hear all these artists being able to take what they know at any point in time and be able to share that with others and inform others and educate others is is empowering. It's inspirational. And it's something I want to try doing. So I do have an idea for a couple of courses I think I'm going to do as I go into this next year with the podcast and, and my creative journey. So I'm hopeful that uh, you'll be willing and <laughs> uh, open to trying and to checking those out as I, as I get to uh, completion with them. 
So even along with education, you know, being able to take on these new projects, Tiff Ironment and the We Draw Wednesdays, she's been doing that for some time now. And I still, every Wednesday, I'm looking and I'm seeing all these wonderful pieces that people are doing that happens in the middle of the week. And some of them are really quick and some of them are a lot more time. I'm contributing when I can, when I do, uh, when I can find the time to do so, I'm contributing. And I really am so thankful for people like Tiff and many others who are taking this opportunity to have this little idea that they think uh, can do something that can change how some people do what they do and just going for it. And I just love that. I think that, you know, Bateman said it best, if it's worth doing, just do it. And I love that. I mean, that is really where we need to be. If it, if it is worth doing, you just have to do it. You know, when it comes to being creative, it's about getting everything out, right? If you do not, those things will go to the grave. There's so many creative ideas. There's so many exciting things that you can create. And it would be a shame for the, the rest of the world not to see that. And, you know, Jennifer Meyer being told uh, by someone, you know, you've got 10,000 bad drawings in you. You need to get them out of you as quickly as you can. And once again, I love that idea. The idea that rather than this next piece is going to be my best piece, it's like I need to get past this one to the next one. And it may seem like 10,000 is a lot. It's really not. And so I think it's that idea that you want to keep churning. You want to keep drawing. You want to make this a habit, right? And whether it's drawing or painting, it's this idea that you're producing and that you're evaluating and you're changing how you do things. You're realizing, I could have done that better and moving past it and moving forward. And, you know, Cesar Santos said it best when he was talking about this album of life that we're putting together. And I think that that is a really great way to look at it. You know, we've got this this experience that we're going through, we're producing these wonderful sketchbooks and these paintings and, and just all this work. And it's really the album of our life, right? And I loved Caesar kind of describing that. It, it really is where we need to go with all of this. And so, you know, when I look back and I, I, I started listening to these podcasts, you know, it made me feel really good. The fact that so many of you listen on a regular basis that I've received feedback, I've gotten uh, guest requests, I've got, I think, four or five people now uh, lined up for the next, as we start into uh, the next year of this podcast. And I'm so thankful for all of you and for being interactive on Instagram, uh, through email, and being so supportive and being so interested in this as we take this journey together. And I encourage you through this next year to reach out even more. And if you have ideas for shows, if you have ideas for guests, there's a place on the website to do that. And, or you can just reach out by email or by Instagram. But I think that out of this, we can be better. We can be better creatives. We can be better artists. And being better doesn't necessarily mean monetizing. And it doesn't mean that you need 10,000 followers. So I think that we can all be better. We can be better artists. We can be better. And we may want to hone our skills. Maybe being better is being better at business. Maybe being better is being a better teacher. And so I think we all have journeys that are connected, but are taking us in different paths, different destinations. And so I'm hopeful that you will stick around as I continue on mine and I continue talking to these wonderful guests. I'm so excited about my upcoming guests. I'm going to be looping back with some of these wonderful people I've spoken to in the last year and having them back on to talk about where they're at now and the things they've done. 
And uh, I'm so excited to, uh, to be doing this, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be able to share this with you and that I'm in a position where I can do this. Uh, it's been, as I say, very challenging with COVID-19, but I am uh, so thankful that I'm able to, uh, to spend my time kind of pursuing my passion and uh, being able to share, share that journey with you. So I think that's all I wanted to cover for this episode. It is a little bit shorter. I see it as kind of in between seasons. I wanted to kind of celebrate this first anniversary. And as I said, it's been so crazy busy. I, um, I wanted to get something together to kind of celebrate this. And then from here on in, we're going to look at um, what we can do next and uh, pursue some really exciting uh, conversations with the next uh, few guests that I'll have on the, on the podcast. So thank you again. I'm going to keep doing this. I have no plans in stopping, and uh, I'm going to have some exciting announcements, I think, probably in the next three to four months, maybe, and I'm anxious to share those with you as well. So thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being so supportive. Show notes, including links to everything I spoke about, can be found at drawinginspiration.fm26. You can find links to all my social media accounts at drawinginspiration.fm, including my Instagram, which is Mike underscore Hendley where I post all my art. Follow me or tag me so I can see what you've created recently. Until next time, be kind to one another and keep drawing. The music for this podcast is Acid Jazz, provided by Kevin McLeod.